Hi everyone, welcome back to the Hello Hello World podcast with me, Candice. On today's local business love episode, I am speaking with Andrea from Ecovana. Ecovana is a sustainable market and refillery selling eco-conscious essentials that are also plastic-free. I know you're going to learn something from this episode. Grab yourself some water and thanks for listening. This is Jacob from the Sunday Night Army podcast. On my show, you can discover new independent music, deep dive into the artist's creative process with interviews, meet interesting celebrities, and challenge your opinion on current events with my commentary on the world today. Find the Sunday Night Army anywhere you stream your podcasts. Yay! Good morning or afternoon or evening, whenever you choose to listen. On today's show, I have Andrea from Ecovana. I'm very, very, very excited to have you here with me today, Andrea. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yes, this is a wonderful way for me and the rest of our listening community to learn more about important and uh, awesome businesses in our city. So I'm really looking forward to learning from you today. I know you're going to teach me something. <laughs> share a few experiences yes 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 um yes you you, um self-notedly say that you wear many hats and I'm really looking forward to uh figuring out how and why that is the case um let's first start off with letting everyone know I know uh Ecovana is an e-commerce business and now has a um brick and mortar location so tell me a little bit about Ecovana, the the storefront. Yeah, so um, the storefront was like the second part to the business. Uh, we had originally launched, or I, I had launched Ecovana on my couch in June of 2020 <laughs> during like, I guess, peak of the pandemic. Um, Yay, and- coach launching group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was a blessing in disguise, I guess, right? So um yeah, so since my other business, you know, had to take the backseat, I said, okay, I always wanted to get into e-commerce. Now's the right time. And so I worked on starting the online website. And then from there, we, we did well online. And I participated in pop-up markets. So that was like the first, um, I guess, way that we started making our money um, mm. to then reinvest into the company to um, now having a production space slash retail space. Um, but yeah, there is definitely a need for uh, eco-friendly products. I thought it was, you know, just, you know, plastic bags and things like that. So we, we first launched with like the basics, like um, reusable tote bags, um, reusable cups, that sort of thing. And um, which were all sustainable as well with organic cotton. Um, and the rice husk cups were, you know, rice husk made out of a food byproduct. Um, but yeah, our, our third product, was the shampoo bars. And then from there, it just opened up, you know, uh, the window of opportunity to bring on more handmade, um, eco-friendly products without the plastic waste. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, fast forward, I, I started trying recipes to make deodorant in um, my, my kitchen with where I live with my family, and it just was not working out. We live in like a three bedroom home and I mean, I don't have like a massive house. So you can only imagine how difficult it was to balance, you know, work and um, just having, you know, your regular household dinners, mm-hmm. <laughs> a pot of, I guess, 
deodorant going on the stove. <laughs> I mean, it's a double boiler. But yeah. So that's how the retail space came um, about because I was looking again for production space. Mm. First space that we took on on Howard came with uh, production. Space. Okay. Yeah. So there was an original space before your location on Wyandot. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, and can we just touch back on how you said that your original business, you were no longer doing it? Are you able to share with us what you did before this? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I still have that business. Um, we, uh, I, I have a staffing company. It's uh, specifically like event staffing. Um, I started that when I was, I think, 23 years old. Uh, and I just was looking for like extra cash, I guess. And decided to give myself up for bartending services but within six seven years it grew into a full staffing company throughout uh, Ontario or Canada and uh we do like wedding planning corporate planning that sort of thing and, oh that's yeah. that's really cool I didn't I didn't even know that was a thing wow <laughs> yeah we're shifting to digital products too um, okay I mean you but yeah I mean like I said I wear many hats <laughs> yeah yeah well I, I think it's really important to keep yourself um, I don't know, not relevant, but fresh, you know, if you wear that one hat, you get kind of stagnant and bored with yourself, yeah. unless you're a person that doesn't get bored and stagnant easy, but I, I too wear many hats, so I totally can relate to that. Yeah. So, um, I have so many questions for you, and all I keep thinking about is you stirring deodorant on a on a stove now. <laughs> well, it was a, more like a double boiler, and like I started off with. I remember my. I still have it somewhere in the shop. I saved it and I marked it as big box of failures. It's so embarrassing. Hmm. Uh, they say if you're not embarrassed by your first product, then you know you don't really have a good product or something like that. So I mean, the first deodorant that I made, like I kind of went off of just like like Pinterest ones and like combine them all, which is actually wrong because you're supposed to go off of percentages, not, you know, grams and stuff. Sure. Yeah. The first one I made, I kid you not, it, I basically created a like a weapon because this thing was as hard as a brick. And when I whipped <laughs> it at the wall and like rubbed it on my arm, like, <laughs> it was basically all wax. And I was so frustrated. Uh... Like I remember walking away from the stove that day and I was like, you know what? This isn't for me. Goodness. So you, if anyone knows natural, um deodorants you'll know what we're talking about it, it took me a very years years and years to find one that I really liked because I I've never been a stick deodorant from the drugstore type of woman um I've done crystal the crystal sticks I've done all of it now I, I have a specific one that I use that has a good formula but I'm really interested to to stop into your store and see the the creations that you've come up with and are you making everything yourself or are you um... so we make the deodorant uh we make like lotion bars and some uh body soaps uh but we did we did have to third party our um shampoo bars uh, mm -hmm. because we didn't have the capabilities to make them in-house um we did we did play around with some formulas but honestly when you lay out the time Mm -hmm. labor and like just doing everything yourself there's only so much you can do uh, a lot of brands find this in the beginning where they try and do everything in-house but it's just not realistic and it actually restricts your growth from growing as a brand uh, makes complete sense it really does yeah, yeah. and it goes with like 
not trying to be a, a martyr, right? And doing everything yourself, not asking for help and actually realizing that um, there are others out there that can help you with your goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, have you always been a eco-friendly person yourself, like since, since a child? Or is this something that has come to you later on in life? I would say absolutely not. Like there were hints of it growing up. Like oh. I mean, I'm Aquarius. So I don't know if that really means anything. To me, it does. Yes. Environment. But like, I have always loved nature, animals. I was the kid that like would pick up like the eggs that you'd find fallen from a tree or like, I'd bring home like baby birds that I thought, I guess I should have just left them there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I've always felt really connected to nature. Um, but never really about eco-friendly products, just because maybe it wasn't um, as immersed into our society as it is now, but it all actually came from me working. I, I still work here. I work as a director of sales and business development at a plastic reprocessing company. Um, uh, oh, so, so all the hats, all the hats you have. Simplify it, you know. <laughs> just, uh, I'm basically a garbage lady, but for large corporations that produce mass and tons and millions of pounds per year. And my goal there is to get them from like basically wherever they're at um, in their zero waste journey. It's just like similar to what I'm doing with Ecovana, but on a much larger scale. My goal is to take them from wherever they're at to zero, like zero uh, waste with their plastic. So, whoa. And are these companies that are on board with doing that or ones that just don't have a choice and have to do it? Like, are, have they, do they reach out to you for this? Uh, it didn't come easy. I've been there since the beginning, uh, since like for, for nine years now. Uh, I actually had no clue what I was doing in the beginning. I had no idea about polymers and like I buy any, I'm not definitely not an engineer or chemist or anything. Mm-hmm. Slowly learned like melt flows and like plastic types and everything like that. Uh, so no, I mean, it, I guess kind of started way, way from the bottom. Um, and just, I, I would have to, I actually like prospecting, like the contracts that we have now, a lot of them took like a minimum of two years of prospecting. Like my largest contract that I've just like signed on, I, I kid you not, we just signed them on maybe about a month ago. Um, and that took me, I think five years <sighs> prospect. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's not, it's not everybody can do it. I don't know who could last nine years, you know, um, just literally being rejected so many times and not just from anybody, but no, got to keep going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting that you do keep going because that seems yeah. like a long, yeah, like a long time to be persuasive or uh, pursue that with companies and good for you. Wow. wow so can you, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like how, how do we, <laughs> I'm sure yeah I'm really I'm really curious to know how I mean obviously there's the reduction you can teach them how to reduce the the plastic but how do we properly dispose of these things dispose of the that mass amount of plastic waste how is it and and it and in reality is it actually disposed of properly do you know the answer to that um, are you talking more single use uh, plastics, like the everyday blue box stuff or more like on the manufacturing? Well, side? you know, honestly, I want the answer to both because okay. I have a love hate relationship yeah. with, with, um, 
you know, when I do rinse out and take the label off and clean all my recycle, is it really being recycled properly? Do we have the machinery in our city to properly break down these things or are they indeed just being thrown in the trash kind of thing? So I absolutely love this question because it's such a huge debate that I see online and there's so many like, I mean, I don't blame everyone for, you know, pointing the finger at who's, who's, who's mm-hmm. for this whole disaster thing, right? A lot of people will say, oh, it's um, the manufacturer's fault or it's this, you know, so many people pointing the finger and not realizing it's actually like a whole circular economy. Like mm-hmm. it takes, it takes, you know, uh, so there's three parts to it. I like to say that it starts from, it should start from the government mandating, you know, a proper effective recycling system in Canada right now. I mean, we, we kind of have a system, but it's a little bit, it's probably not the best uh, system because I see both sides, right? Like I'm obviously a consumer myself and I know where my blue box stuff actually goes. Um, on the other side of things, when you put stuff in your blue box recycling bin, obviously the cleaner it is, the better, but at the end of the day, numbers move everything. So, um, mm. For example, I've been to waste transfer stations where I kind of go in there and assess waste and see, okay, can I buy this material, shred it down and resell it to someone who can turn it into a new product? Um, Sometimes it it honestly just depends on the market. Um, If virgin Mm -hmm. plastics are, you know, almost the same, almost at par uh, versus, you know, using post-recycled, post-consumer material, it doesn't make sense for the manufacturer to, you know, go through all of that to, you know, use recycled material. Hmm. Um, so it's really a numbers game, um, yeah. fortunately. But um, I think that our solution would be to invest in the infrastructure to handle mm-hmm. post-consumer plastics. Like they do, it. it's so possible for us to reuse every single bit of plastic that we generate. Really? Bottle wow. From bottle caps. Like every time I go on vacation, like the number one thing I collected off of beaches was bottle caps and um what else did i find lots of bottle caps and um anything like mainly hdpe is what i'm finding Mm -hmm. which is i think number five or number three one of those um but yeah it's possible because i have a buyer right now who uses hdpe material and they actually make um they make like furniture or like patio products so there's like it's crazy how much like there's so much opportunity and waste and um, I hope that one day, you know, our government can put in the proper um, infrastructure and systems to make us all work, like make society work as a whole, right? Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Um, thank you for answering that. Um, yeah. So let's circle back around about <laughs> uh, Ecovana, and I, I know. I know there was a fire. Was there a fire? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That was pretty recent, too. Okay, um, can you talk about that? Yeah, it's so okay. <laughs> Is it a soft spot? I mean, I'm sure if it is. <laughs> no, I think there's nothing at this point that I've seen and learned in business that could literally, sh- you can't shake my spirits. So um, pretty much we, okay, so we're in this new space. Our lease ended at the first one and it's like, hey, I'm going to save on some costs. Let's move into this new space. Retail space is four times larger. What am I going to do with all of it? We work towards our opening date. Finally got one. Mm. I'm running around Home Depot the day before, uh, just trying to, you know, get some finishing things, Um, you know, just to have a soft reopening. We don't have all the bells and whistles at this point. Our sign still said Windsor Karate Center. 
But um, some other business owners were just advising me, you know what, just open, you know, you have a great community, they're going to show up, mm-hmm. which is very true. Mm-hmm. So um, I get a call while I'm literally in Home Depot with my cart looking mm. at like tiles. And I get a message from uh, Full Circle Vintage. She sends me like oh. a picture because she's my neighbor. She's like maybe three doors down. She sends me a picture and she's like, hey, just checking in. Uh, there's a fire at your store. Do you know about this? And I was just like, what, what do you mean there's a fire at my store? Like we're supposed to open up tomorrow. So um, I dropped, I left my cart, left everything. I'm on the east east end of Windsor and I just jump in my car and I was like, hey, this has to be a joke. Like it's got to be something small or maybe it's a gas leak or something like that, right? It can't actually be a fire. There's no way. Mm. So I get there. I can't even park anywhere close to the shop because there's like four blocks blocked off. And there's, I've never seen so many fire trucks in my entire life. Oh, I have goosebumps. Yeah. Oh and firemen. Lots of firemen. <laughs> like eight, nine trucks. And I was like, what is going on? Like, so I'm running. It's raining. This is like a scene from what, I don't know what. Like, I was just laughing though, because it was like, this has to be a joke. Like, it has to be a joke. My adrenaline's pumping. I'm running to the shop. I was like, please, like, what's going on? Can you tell me? Can I go in my shop and see if everything's okay? They're like, you can't go in yet. We'll let you know when it's safe to go in. And I'm like, can you tell me anything though? Um, apparently the, the tenant, out of all places, the tenant up above me um, said that there was apparently an accidental, you know, he left a candle on or something. So that was the first story that I heard. <laughs> mm. Like I've never left a candle unattended. Um, but yeah, so Fast forward like an hour after I was finally able to go into my unit. My landlord was there. He said, just go around the back. Like you can enter the back. All the lights were off and I was entering through the back because they broke in through the front the firefighters. And um, yeah, so I'm entering the back. I can't see anything, but it smells like smoke. Like the whole place is smoky. And I that's when my heart actually sunk. Because mm-hmm. where I entered from the back is where like our production area is. And mm. that area like hits my that's my sweet spot like that oh my god like all of our work and and uh, zoe one of uh like our um employees she just made like some product and you know we put a lot in time a lot of time into our products so as soon as i like walked in it's like dark eerie the smell of smoke it really set the mood my heart sunk i was going to cry i was like no i I gotta see first like what's going on Mm I walk in there and oh my god so thankfully there was no fire in our unit it Mm. was um the damage was that they used 500 gallons of water um with the tenant up above us so (laughs) so thankfully no fire no product damage whatsoever um but yeah, so they used like 500 gallons of uh, water to put out this fire because uh, a couch was on fire for about an hour. And uh, coincidentally, that's when Zoe was actually working. She left early that day, but within 20 minutes, that's when the fire. Like, oh, my God. But yeah, so we had a lot of water damage uh, from the ceiling. Coincidentally, again, mind you, shopping for ceiling time <laughs> at Home Depot. So I was like, you know what? Thank God I didn't buy him because 
Oh my god. Oh um, my goodness. So oh wow. Thankfully, um, I checked the footage afterwards. It was only in like the front half of our store, which was good. Um, thankfully, after I checked the footage, I noticed that all of the firefighters, when they came in, um, they're such angels. They moved all of the product where they found these empty boxes to put everything in. They did it gently too. Like they didn't throw everything. So really, yeah, like I have the footage, I saved it and I like look back at it and like laugh, whatever. I kind of shared it too on our stories, but yeah, they were, they were awesome. They did an amazing job and moved everything out of the way. Um, when we had, again, zero damage, we have some vendors in there, zero damage to their products. Um, just a, obviously all the ceiling tiles were just like falling, like mm-hmm. it's like wet cardboard, basically just dropping. Um, oh my God. Well, it's a good thing you're shopping for new ones. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the landlord and the firefighters were awesome. Our landlord, uh, I, you know, sometimes you get stuck with like not the best landlord. Oh yeah. So really I know. You. Um, but I, I guess they felt like even more awful because I was supposed to open up the following day. So yeah, they, they took care of everything. It took us about eight days of like just drying and sanitizing everything out, like the water to prevent like mold and they changed the ceiling tiles. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I I was like, you know what? I'm going to open up like the, I'm going to open up the following Saturday. I don't care like if mm-hmm. there's fans in the store. I just actually hid them in the back and then put them back out. Okay. So, wow. I'm glad you (laughs) clarified that. I've spoken to a few people who have mentioned to me that you had a fire and I don't think anyone knows that the, that extent of the, um, of the story. Wow. Holy moly. um, You just got to keep your head up during these times, right? Like money comes and goes, your customers are always like we, when we reopened, I didn't have, you know, the donuts. I, by the way, I ordered a bunch of like plant joy donuts and like refreshments. I ended up giving them to the uh, firefighters the next day. Oh, how sweet. I ate one. It was really good. Well, of course. <laughs> Everyone loves Jordan's donuts. donuts. <laughs> yeah. Her donut holes are so addicting. But yeah, mm-hmm. so we gave them to the firefighters uh, and yeah, just kind of picked ourselves up from there and said okay what what do we have to do to get to you know opening day again um so kind of awesome again and yeah I'm so happy that no one was injured and that none of your product it it was almost it's almost a miracle that story a little test for me to be honest and like my faith so I was like it's fine you know just keep going you know so yeah um, fine right things happen and I guess especially as like in a being in a more I guess leader position you have to remain calm like I apply this to my staffing company too like especially Mm -hmm. with events like when there's chaos around people look to you for the answer so you kind of gotta like it's so weird when bad things happen I kind of put it in like slow motion and assess the situation and see how can I fix this? Mm-hmm. And I believe that experiences uh, lead you to feel that way about these uh, terrible experiences that happen. So if you didn't have those experiences, you wouldn't know how to deal with them, right? For sure. So. We, we learn through things that have happened to us. And this leg- honestly will just make you and your business stronger. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, the, the best part of all of this 
was learning how supportive like our community like is like just people sending such kind messages strangers or like people i've never really connected with they're like hey i saw what happened and you know just said just positive messages and i was like wow you guys are awesome like Mm So, yeah, it's just really great to see, you know, people come out. And then when we did open up, um, again, it was just like, quote, soft reopening. Yep. Um, people came out, supported, uh, you know, able to see customers again, which honestly, which is what I love most about having the retail storefront. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can't get that online. Um, no, that gratification of having people see, purchase, and enjoy your product yeah. is probably very uplifting. Yeah, we'll have a real <laughs> grand reopening <laughs> October first, hopefully. Ooh. No fires. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring a hose. <laughs> I was just gonna say I'm gonna bring a hose when I come as a joke. No, but... <laughs> I can't. We sell candles. What am I saying? Oh um, my. We sell rechargeable lighters, so there's no butane in them. So. Oh my goodness! Oh, so wow. We're gonna we're gonna aim for it. And again, my experience in the event industry, I love to create like, and I just love hosting. So I'm hoping you know to turn it into a really fun experience to you know help uh, our community understand what we're bringing. Um, not just a regular retail shop, I guess. Right, and that was another thing I wanted to touch on is that um, it's not only a retail store it's 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 the opportunity for someone who isn't uh, mentally eco-friendly like us to to experience and to learn how they can live their lives uh with less waste so Mm -hmm. I believe that when people enter your store which I haven't been to yet however I know for a fact that they will learn something from and how to be better with with what they do and what they consume um let's talk a little bit more about the products that we offer at ecovana like what what would the experience be like if i come in what could i find to purchase so we have them set up like when you first walk in we have like kind of like when you walk into like a target they put like all of like not essentials but just like the new things out there um actually no i'm not even going to compare ourselves to target <laughs> we are not target we are a mom and pop but um yeah so when you first walk in we have like them all set up in like groups so we have like the everyday essentials there you'll find like your laundry like our our regular customers that's the first place that they zip line to so they just grab like their laundry strips um shampoo bars mm-hmm. that sort of thing and then we have like the self-care section the self-care corner we call it we're working on um that's where you'll find like more of the seasonal stuff, body scrubs, um, these things we make in store. Um, so you'll find that. And then in the back area, we have like a sustainable home goods. Like we didn't Ooh. have home goods um, in the last shop because there wasn't enough space. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's four times the size. So when you go to the back, you'll find things uh, like handmade goods by JBL Pottery. She's- oh really yeah she makes such unique pieces she does yes she like dropped off a box and it's like what do you have insane and I'm like I'll take it all yes in the back and like you know um so it's honestly like an adventure when you walk in and you find something unique and then we have a raw bath market I absolutely love her soaps I met her at a pop-up market last year Mm -hmm. um and we've had her soaps um 
she makes them out of LaSalle as well, too. She's making a bunch of fall scents now. So, um, and then we have like candles, things like that. Uh, but everything is all the entire store is all focused on sustainability. Um, I think the only plastic that we really have in there is the stuff that we can't avoid it, which is like the food, like the food area, like yep. the packaging. Mm -hmm. But even the food area that we have, uh, I guess we call it the food market. It, it's all like, um, like specialty foods. So it's like keto, paleo, um, vegan, that sort of thing. And then even the ingredients too, when you go to Trader Joe's, like people are like, oh my God, but like finds at Trader Joe's. It's like, okay, finds at Ecovana. Like, yay. So it's like chips that are not made with um, canola oil or Ugh. oil because that's, I mean, I'm not a, the expert, but mm -hmm. I'm saying it from my own experience of changing my diet. Yes. How my health has improved in the past uh, couple of months but these things are made out of coconut oil for example um or like non-fried food so a bunch of healthy snacks um hopefully maybe down the road we could bring some produce once we get there but um, right now we're focused on just building up the traffic awesome getting our regulars in yeah so lots of good stuff that's it sounds like lots <laughs> of good now. stuff it sounds like a spot that i need to be at all the time yeah because, yeah be hosting some like we're, we're going to be working with um like other like local makers and businesses to create like um like weekly workshops oh so we're, we're going to be working on that and then we're also trying to collab with uh, a business in uh or i should say an incubator in um windsor um to do uh, like product samplings and demos uh, but for food. So, you know, usually like at like a store, sometimes they have like pop-up markets, mm -hmm. you know, vendors, we're mm -hmm. going to do that with food. So like when you go to Costco on Saturdays, you can ah. whereas we're, we have this spot that I'm trying to build out for them uh, where they can hand out samples, but at the same time, promote and sell their product. Very cool. Yeah. So it gives them the opportunity, like if they're not in retail just yet, they can kind of, you know, just get a crash course on that and see how it goes, get feedback. because. Mm -hmm. How we started again was pop-up markets and getting feedback. You can't get that online. No, for so, sure. That's up. amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. And for samples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please, everyone, don't huddle around with your big carts, though, because I'll get mad. <laughs> oh, at Costco, it's so annoying. Oh, geez. Anyway, um, that's a, a whole experience. I feel like you just walked me through the store. I'm a very visual person. So I, I feel yeah. as though I've been there without even being there. I can't wait to visit. Yeah. Um, what are the, what are your goals for Ecovana for the future? Um, for Ecovana? I mean, it's like I said in the beginning, as like the business owner, you spread yourself thin and there's so many like great ideas I have. Mm -hmm. I've learned that I have to, you know, walk first before I can run. <laughs> so, I mean, I've actually failed so many product launches and I'm sh like, I silently like didn't announce some of them. And I was like, okay, this, this is not working out. I don't have the time. I don't have the capital, like that sort yeah. of thing. Um, so I kind of abandoned some product launches and just softly like put them like on the website. So that's something I really have to work on. Um, is executing product launches a lot better because we just came out with our cleaning product line. And um, yeah, that, that's something that I need to work on. Um, it's just coming out with like our product lines, but focusing on essential products people need. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to be working on like a membership um, 
kind of system where let's just say it's $40 for the year. And with that $40 for the year, if you're an Ecovana member, you would get all of our products at like a 20% discounted rate as well as like just pretty much like a Costco uh, business model in a way. Um, But yeah, Hmm. just hoping to help households uh, reduce their waste with Mm -hmm. like a delivery system. So there's so many great ones out there. Like um, there's Thrive Market, but they're more focused on groceries. Mm -hmm. um, Public Goods is, is a good one. But I'm not sure if they have memberships. Um, yeah, there's a lot of big companies that I'm really inspired by to hopefully, you know, bring to Canada. So awesome. Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing what you do in the future. And I see you're so creative and you're going to succeed at everything you do, clearly. I hope all your hats are displayed very, very uh, predominantly in your house because you're wearing them all very, very well. Yeah, one bit at a time. I think like my advice from burning and crashing because like we're human, right? Like I I completely respect those people that get up like machines and like give one thousand percent every day. Like mm-hmm. I definitely not like type A. I like yeah. you know I'm not feeling so great today, so I'm gonna take it light and then you know I'll just do this today. So kind of going at my pace, but you know it it kind of ties in with Ecovana because we're focused on promoting like slow living habits that's Mm. um if you do actually walk into our shop we're not there trying to constantly sell you something if you don't want to buy anything please don't like even if you already have something i will call you out on and say don't you already have this like i thought (laughs) like last month like i know you still have your shampoo bar so that sort of thing right like we want people to just feel very comfortable Mm -hmm. um, especially when shopping because that can be you know really intense especially around the holiday season where there's promos on promos everywhere and it's like we're not in the best place right now or some people aren't in the best place financially Mm -hmm. we don't want to you know pressure anyone to buy anything we just focus on what do you need how can it help you reduce waste and you know it's probably a better product than what you're buying now at like shoppers or something absolutely absolutely see i i knew you were going to teach in school in this episode. This has been great. Thank you so much. I love it. Uh, before I let you go, I am going to put you on the spot for a minute and have you shout out another or a few other local businesses that you think we need to be following. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's so many. Like, um, how do I break this up? <laughs> um, let me just see I'm actually pulling over my Instagram right now just to get some ideas kids at the top sure. um, I really would say um, Courtney Stewart from The Good Kind I she's one of many of course um, but I really love what she's doing um, because she's really promoting zero waste but she's mm. doing it in a way to teach the younger generation you know oh. um, so I think that's really important like for us we will people always ask us are you going to come up with any baby products and I said only if it's relatable to me when I have babies but I could you know relate to those products and actually know how to use them ah uh, okay so We've kind of left like the yellow color palette for that, but <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, definitely Courtney Stewart from uh, The Good Kind. She really promotes healthy living um, and just overall teaching the younger okay. generation sustainability. Um, and then I'd also have to say, oh my goodness, there's so many. There's like a, there's Polar Joe, Polar Ice. Polar Ice, 
vodka brandy. <laughs> Are you promoting us to drink today on a Wednesday? <laughs> Not sponsored. Um, Polar, I can find him. Because I tried their stuff and oh geez, where are they? Ah, yeah, the Polar Joe Co. So um they are the it says the original protein based cold brew coffee drink. Um, so I'm really impressed with their branding and I came across them at a pop-up market here in Walkerville. So they are local. Um, but I just love like what they stand for. Like if you're not really into, you know, coffee mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you can you can have something that's more beneficial in a way. So I love like multi-purpose products. So um definitely check them out. And then there's so hum candles. She's just opening up actually. Um yes, I love Walkerville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really exciting to see so many like businesses just like grow from like 2020 to where they are now so it's very exciting and there are so many wonderful businesses and so many more to come for sure yeah I think Windsor's it's because we're in Windsor right like they really promote entrepreneurship more than any, any other place like if you were to go to Toronto or I don't know like Michigan my fiance, my husband's from Michigan um I don't think they support it as much um, no but yeah, Windsor's definitely a great place to, you know, start a business or even just start a side hustle, see how it goes, you never know where you'll end up. Yeah, absolutely. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, for being part of my show. And um, I, again, I look forward to meeting you and coming in into the shop and checking yeah. it out. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. If you aren't able to, then feel free to come by maybe October 1st to keep you posted on a reopening, grand reopening. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, we'll be there for that with a hose. Don't bring any lighters. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. This has been this has been really lovely. It was great connecting with you, and um, I will talk to you very soon. Awesome! Thank you so much, Candice. Thank- you're welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Bye.